<laughs> WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. down a long road that started back then with Adam in the Garden of Eden. We were slaves in Egypt with a heavy load until God told Moses he was going to give us our freedom. Coming home. Chosen people are gonna start coming home. Chosen people are gonna start coming home. Back to Canaan, milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man. Coming home, the chosen people are going to start coming home, the chosen people are going to start coming home, back to Canaan, milk and honey in the promised land, it's one big family reunion in the family of man. To the four winds We lost our home, our land, our temple and freedom We leave through everything they could give us By the hand of God we're back with a brand new beginning Coming home
And then he says, Baruch Atah Hashem, and ends it with Amotzi. As he recites it, all his friends join from near and far. That a bag of wolves made his blessing is Amotzi. Ah, fruit is a it's a fruit is a it's borei priya it's shahakol hokeni bars.
Yaakov Shweki with the Sephardic medley off of the uh, Live and Nokia double CD. I was just on the phone with um, with David Shirel in the holy city of Hebron discussing the uh, chances of whether I would actually head to Israel tomorrow for Chaye Sarah. I don't know if I'm going to be doing it. That has not yet been decided, but I can tell you that anybody out there who is contemplating a last-minute decision to head to Israel today or tomorrow to be in Chevron for Chaye Sarah, contact the Chevron Fund because it is uh, something that I highly recommend and they'll take care of everything for you. It's always like this, always like this the last 24 hours or so when you find out how many people are going. You want to try your best to actually make it happen. Uh, so if you're like that, 
like me, if you're on the fence at the moment and not quite sure where you're going to be spending Shabbat, contact the Hebron Fund, um, hebronfund.com, 718-677-6886. And um, they'll make all the arrangements for you for Shabbat. He was telling me about the preparations going on in the Holy City. Just amazing. Uh, JM in the AM, what did we have for you so far? We had Yaakov Shweki, as we mentioned. Baruch Levine with Tamu. Ari Goldwag, title track, Amechad. That song ended up in our top nine at nine last night. That was in the top nine at nine with Yassi Zweig. I got to check where it was. I'll go through the list later on in the show for everybody. A very interesting nine at nine last night. Uh, not too many uh, slots repeated. Um for the uh, second consecutive week. It's interesting how certain songs are getting a big push uh, different weeks from the listeners who are voting. Uh, Schlockrock with Bag of Wolfson's Bagels off Still Not Quite on Broadway. Shlomo Katz at the Yardsite Nigun. Aryeh Kunstler and Coming Home off the Yes Legacy and Regesh Modani opening things up as we say good morning. On Tuesday here at JM and the AM we're heading out to the five towns. We're doing the... Uh, Superstorm Sandy one-year anniversary show from Achiezer, an organization that has helped a lot of people over the last year. That show is Lezech Nishmas, Yaakov Mordechai, and Avram Lipa, Cohen Wallman, and we will be there uh, that day on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, to uh, meet a lot of people who were extremely helpful and many who were helped during uh, Sandy and its aftermath. So it's Superstorm Sandy one year later, coming up Tuesday at JM in the AM. 46 degrees. We've got some showers coming up with a high temperature of 56. Partly cloudy tonight, low 40. Wow. Mostly sunny for tomorrow, a high temperature of 56 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 81. Tel Aviv, Haifa at 77. A lot at 86. We're at 46 now here in Jersey City on a chilly Wednesday morning broadcast. An amazing event last night up at Yeshiva University. Unfortunately, I had to leave a drop early, but uh, based on the... Uh, Based on the reports that I got from Benjamin Siegel and many others, an incredible presentation from uh, uh, President Richard Joel, uh, philanthropist Shelley Adelson, uh, Wall Street Journal columnist uh, Brett Stevens and Rabbi Shmuley Boteach on the topic of will Jews exist. It was a um, uh, based on the uh, the blow-by-blow Updates that I was getting, just a, uh, a spectacularly interesting forum. And um, it was a pleasure being there last night up at Yeshiva University to again see how it is the epicenter of uh, Orthodox Jewish life, bringing together just an amazing array of personalities before and during this, uh, this gathering up at, uh, up at Yeshiva. So I thank President Joel and... Um, and uh, Rabbi Josh Joseph and Daniel Gordon and everybody who was um, so welcoming last evening up at YU. It was really quite a night. 21 minutes before 7 o'clock. J.M. and the A.M. on this Wednesday morning. Our friends from OHEL have an OHEL dinner update. The OHEL dinner is right around the corner. It's like uh, four weeks away. And we will uh, discuss their uh, their plans and what's going to be happening on the night of the 24th of um uh, November coming up here at JM in the AM. Just checking. Yeah, 24th at the New York Marriott Marquis. And um, 
Uh, later on, Shimon Lefkowitz uh, informed me that he has a very interesting, unique concept and event that's going on this weekend to help a lot of people in difficult situations. He'll join us later on this hour, not this hour, but later on this program, coming up here at JM in the AM. There's a rumor that Joe Loda, the Republican mayoral candidate in New York City, is going to be stopping by tomorrow morning. That is a uh, that's a rumor at this point. I I believe it's actually going to happen. We'll also speak to our friends from Asbia tomorrow. They've just been given an amazing <laughs> donation, and I think that the group that has made the donation could be very inspiring to a lot of others as well to step forward and help the poor, especially during this time when there is not as as many resources available as there used to be in the um, in the uh, arena of um, of um, uh, I don't want to say philanthropy, but just in general, where where different organizations do not have the budgets that they had years ago before the economic collapse occurred. So we'll find out more about that coming up later this week here at JM in the AM. 19 minutes before the hour. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Eitan Katz.
Think we're too early? I don't know. It is the next upcoming holiday, isn't it? I know, still over a month away. Be Matisseau. That's, of course, Pure Soul with a great Hanukkah selection here at JM in the AM. Moshe Hecht, what a song. It's called The Believers from Heart is Alive. Lipa had Chatzotros. Lipa is expected to join us later in this show. Eitan Katz with Ms. Marla David. You heard Yaakov Shweki. And the Sephardic medley. Wednesday at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. 46 degrees, showers, high temperature 56. Take that umbrella with you today. Hey, why not? Oh, hell, dinner update coming up later this hour. Uh, then after that, in the 8 o'clock hour, Shimon Lefkowitz, and I'm told that Lipa's going to join us as well about a very important event this weekend for a very important cause. We'll tell you about that coming up. News from Israel coming up. Galate's on in the background. I do have the official list from last night's 9 at 9. We'll go through that sometime in the next half hour. Tell you what ended up in the top spot. Some surprises in the 9 at 9 last night, that's for sure. 
Check out the Top 9 at 9 page on Facebook. I believe it's NSN, Top 9 at 9 on Facebook. That's how you can like that page and participate in the conversation about the top songs of the day. Plenty of programming on our stream today at jmnam.org, including Essie Zweig and a Z-Report live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time on the stream. Before that, you've got both Randy Wartelski and uh, Rabbi Chaim Hagler, who are going to be doing programs, and we will give you the uh, exact details that we have on those two shows coming up later on this morning. Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next at JM and the AM. שישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישישיש
J.M. and the A.M. Malani is uh, done by Benny Friedman. You know that. One of the hottest artists out there. Uh, before that, you heard Shlomo Simcha with Hatov. The um, Chevra had Vali Yerushalayim from their brand new CD entitled Chai. And Avremel with Bench opening up the uh, hour. Um, we'll do one more song, and then I'll run through the top uh, nine from last night. Jesse's Y counted them down. I'm sure he'll refer Back to the top nine at nine from Tuesday night when he does the live lunch today, 11 a.m. Eastern time on the stream. 
jmtheam.org. Yes, he's wide with a brand new Z Report live lunch where he really goes through a whole bunch of a brand new music, brand new concert information. There's a lot to talk about. He'll have it for you coming up right here at jmtheam.org. Yitzchak Fuchs is next. Plenty more, plus an Ohel dinner update this hour. If you keep it here at JM in the AM. Ben Chamesh le Mikra, Ben Esser le Mishnah, Shlosh Esre le Mitzvot, Chamesh Esre le Gmara, Shmura Esre le Chupa, Ben Esrim Lirdov, Ben Shloshim le Koach, Ben Arbaim le Bina. Ben Chamishim Lezah, Ben Shishim Lezikna, Ben Shivim Lezeva, Ben Shmonim Legurot, Ben Tishim Lezoach, Ben
J.M. in the A.M. Ben Chamesh. That's, of course, Yitzhak Fuchs here on a J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning. Hello, all. Thanks for tuning in. Joe Lode, a Republican candidate for mayor of the city of New York, is expected in our studio tomorrow right here at J.M. in the A.M. We'll see if he's here or if he is uh, going to be with us live via telephone. A lot of times that's what happens, of course, especially as the campaign heats up 12, uh, 13 days from now. The... Um, Election takes place. It'll be election day in the U.S. and for New York City, a brand new mayor will be elected. So, uh, speaking of elected and votes, so last night the nine at nine took place. Yossi Zweig did another great job presenting the top nine songs based on your votes. And you, if you haven't yet voted for next week's poll, no problem. Go to the stream. Go to uh, go to the web rather, nachumsigel dot com. Click on the uh, nine at nine link at the top. And you'll see how to vote. Yummy Lowy, who was number one a couple of weeks back, number nine with Mia Deer. Ari Goldwag's Mina Meitzar with Benny Friedman at number eight. Baruch Levine Zufaratza at seven. Six with Shalshelis with Yala. It's a great single. Ari Goldwag Amechad was at five. We played that earlier today. Benny Friedman's Yesh Tikva dropped to number four. I think that was a drop. I'd have to ask Yossi Zweig for the official... Uh, Placement from the previous week. Three was Yido with Malayim Ziv. Number two with the Maccabees. And Draw You Cry. I like that tune a lot. And Srili Twersky at number one with Vea Hafta. Rounding out the top nine at nine, which you could hear Tuesday nights on the stream at jmandam.org. Don't forget, Randy Wartelski has something to talk about coming up right after JM and the AM between nine and ten this morning at jmandam.org. And uh, Rabbi Chaim Hagler. With the listen up. Excuse me, where he focuses each week on some of the uh, unsung heroes in our community, if you will. Uh, he'll be on with listen up uh, coming up on the stream. And that will be between 10 and 11, 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern Time later on this morning. Here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, jmnam.org, I should say. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmasa Rav Zebna Vesef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Midrash Rabbah, Lo nitno amitzvus elo taher bohemah sabrias. The Torah was given only to purify the creations. Reboruch Neustater was a well-known Talmud Chacham who is also a faithful chassid of the Nomelimelech. He would often go for Shabbos to his Rebbe in order to spend the Shabbos together with him. On Matzoi Shabbos, 
when Reb Baruch came in to bid the Rebbe farewell, the Rabbi said to him, You must know that every mitzvah in the Torah makes us holy. For example, the law that we can't eat meat cooked together with milk, a Jew who keeps this mitzvah becomes so pure to the extent that his stomach cannot digest such a combination. If milk and meat were to enter his throat, he would not be able to swallow, but he would immediately cough everything up. After these words, the Nomelimelech gave her Baruch a brocha. Rebbe couldn't understand why his Rebbe had chosen to speak about meat and milk at the time when he was taking leave. But after pondering it for a while, he was thinking about it. He had no answer for it, and therefore he set his mind on other matters. A few weeks later, Rebbe was learning in Shul. One of his children burst into the base medrash crying, Father, come quickly. Mommy was eating supper, and a piece of meat got stuck in her throat. She's having great difficulty breathing. Rebaruch ran home with the child. He found his house full of neighbors, trying all sorts of means to save her life. A doctor had arrived as well, but he also was not successful in helping the choking woman. His wife had begun to turn blue and was struggling for breath, but could not dislodge the meat that had obstructed her airway. Rebaruch thought to himself, if only I could ask my Rebbe to pray for her. Then it hit him like a lightning bolt. The Rebbe had already given him the message. He quickly prepared a glass of warm milk. He pried open his wife's mouth and poured some of the milk down her throat. The moment the warm milk touched the meat, the wife began to cough violently, and it took only a moment for the meat to be dislodged. When a person makes his body kadosh, holy, it will be utterly impossible to digest something that is forbidden. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. To the best soldiers in the world. Hey, 
Oh! 
J.M. in the A.M. Live in Nokia, it's Jakob Shweki, and that is quite a selection, to say the least. Uh, it is the uh, Misha Berach done for the soldiers of Israel. Wednesday morning broadcast on this 23rd of October, 19th day in the month of Marcheshvan. Mazal Tov to Avraham Walk and Fagi Lehrer. They're getting married in Brooklyn tonight, and to the Walk and Lehrer and Rosenshein families, and especially our good friend Dr. Joel Rosenshein, a very special Mazal Tov on tonight's uh, big wedding. From all of us here at JM in the AM. Well, coming up on the 24th of November at the New York Marriott Marquis, it's the OHEL 44th Annual Gala. And before I introduce our guests, I will say something that I believe I say every single year, and probably more than once. And that is, if you're going to go to one dinner per year, if you're going to try to go to a gathering that will inspire and that will uh, be a, uh, a life changer in many ways because uh, every time OHEL puts together a dinner, they present something that really uh, hits, heart, hits the heart, hits home, and becomes a life changer for many. Uh, then you want to make a reservation for the OHEL dinner. Last year, and I won't go into detail now, although we will, we will we'll probably have opportunity over the next month to flash back to it, but last year we were treated to one of the most amazing speeches at the OHEL dinner in reference to a, uh, an OHEL sibling. Uh, somebody who um, uh, got up to speak about her siblings, I should say, uh, that have been helped by OHEL for so long. And uh, I'm sure this year will be just as inspiring and just as exciting. In our studio is the uh, gala chair and the board member for OHEL Children's Home and Family Services, and that's, of course, uh, Fred Shulman, who is here. Uh, Mr. Shulman, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Great to have you here. Congratulations on this designation. I'm sure it's not easy being a dinner chair, but we know how important it is, especially for an important cause. So I say yashakach to you. And our good friends uh, Susie and Ellie Libin are with us live via telephone. We know them in many, many different capacities over the last many years. But when it comes to OHEL, we know that they are uh, among the uh, um, uh, the most respected uh, OHEL foster parents. I mean, obviously, all the OHEL foster parents are respected and admired for what they do. Uh, but they have been amazing in describing the way their lives have been enhanced by being foster parents. Ellie and Susie, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Nachum, good morning. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. I appreciate that. Great to speak with you. Uh, the guests of honor the night of the 24th of November, Chani and Jay Kestenbaum. The corporate guest of honor is Investors Bank. Uh, Fred Shulman, it looks like we already have a pretty good lineup for the 24th of November. What do you think? I think we have a terrific lineup. Uh, I would say that uh, probably the best thing that I've done for OHEL, and I've uh, my family has uh, uh, created, uh, I wouldn't say create, we've dedicated the uh, FOSTA program in memory of uh, my parents, uh, Milton and Molly Shulman, but the two best things that we have done over the years for uh, OHEL has been to uh, bring in to Ohel, Ellie and Susie Libin, mm. as foster parents. They are lifelong friends of uh, our family, and that includes uh, their parents, Manny, Oliver, Shalom, and, of course, Beverly. She should live and be well to 120. And Jay and Chani, who uh, 22 years ago, when uh, our family was guests of honor, I knocked on their door and I said to uh, Jay and Chani, look, we need you. We need you to be the uh, chairman of the dinner. 
And at first he said, uh, what are you kidding me, Fred? I don't even know oh hell. And uh, sure enough, we convinced them. And uh, this is the payback. And it's my honor and my privilege to be uh, the chairman this year in his honor. So this, so this team that we have with us this morning, and I'll include the Kestenbaums because we're speaking about them, obviously, since they're the centerpiece of the uh, of the uh, honor roll for that night, has been together a long time. This is not just let's get together and make a dinner and bring, you know, folks who deserve to be chairman or honorees, etc. Uh, all of you have been intertwined for decades with OHEL. That's correct. Uh, Jay, of course, is today the vice president of development. He's sort of become, uh, I would say, the captain of the team. He got so involved in OHEL over the last two decades that he really deserves to be the guest of honor. You know, sometimes you pick a guest of honor out of, you know, lack of having anybody. But in this case, Jay and Khani really deserve it. They've been involved. Jay works, I would say, almost. It's his, uh, it's uh, another full-time job for Jay and Khani. <laughs> of course, Khani is right behind him and uh, always pushing Jay, and Jay works uh, tirelessly for OHEL. So there's no doubt that people will be uh, coming out to pay tribute to the Kestenbaums on the 24th of November. That's correct. Um, you know, one of the things, and we have Ellie and Susie living with us live via telephone. Did I overhear that you're, in fact, a foster parent as well? Am I, am I right? Yes, I am. So, uh, so, so please, uh, and I'm sure you'll have no problem uh, uh, um, encouraging me to uh, talk more and more about it. And I just, and just before we get to you and your story and, uh, and the Libans and their story, th- this is how this whole relationship began. The fr- and I've said this many times, the first time that OHEL ever walked into my studio, which was way back in East Orange, New Jersey, 20-some years ago, was because they were desperate for foster parents. They needed people in the Jewish community to respond. They had the, the, um, the uh, mechanism in place to bring Jewish children to Jewish families, and thank God you know, they were able to, to do that and arrange that. But they needed people to volunteer to actually open up their homes, and that is how this whole thing began. The reason I cited Ellie and Susie earlier, nothing against any other foster parent, is because they have been at the forefront with enthusiasm telling people just how incredible it is. We've met a lot of foster parents in these conversations, and many of them are, are low-key and don't really, uh, uh, you know, are not really out there with the details and things, but the Libans have always been champions of the cause, telling people and uh, and letting people know just how exciting and incredible and inspiring the whole experience is. So we'll start with them, and then I'm going to include you as well to get your perspective. So, Ellie and Susie, how long have you been sat foster parents at this point? So we've been foster parents, Nachum, for about 20 years. But before I get into that, I, I really want to just tell you that this dinner is really special for us because this is more about the philanthropy as role models that Connie and Jay really are. This is about them being amazing volunteers, the new initiatives that, that, that Jay comes up with and Hani, they're role models for us. They really are. They, Hani and Jay, they, they bring out the best in all of us. And when I say all of us, I mean it's the whole OHEL family, meaning it's the OHEL staff and all the volunteers. And it's always a real pleasure to work with people who the common denominator is really amazing chesed. And Hani and Jay and it's Freddie and Cindy and the entire OHEL staff that really... Uh, foster changes, not just foster for the foster kids. It really is amazing. So I, I have to tell you how uh, Susie, Susie and I got involved really is we, we blame Freddie and his family. <laughs> and we say that because 
we were very, very close with uh, with Freddie's parents, with uh, with Milton and Molly Alvashalom. And one day they asked us, just to host a Shabbos afternoon tea in their house for O.L. Foster program. And we said, fine, no problem. Tea is tea. We didn't know what it's about. We didn't even know the definition of fostering. But we said, no problem. And this, the house was filled, and we were listening, and we were just, like, spellbound. We couldn't believe it, that this is that there's such a need in the community and and that was it. And the tea was over, and, Sh- and Shabbos was over, and we thought about it and thought about it for months. And one day we looked at each other and we said we have to do it. And so we did it. And it's not. And this was this was 20 years ago. And and actually, we're uh, as you know, we're sort of we're finishing one page. We're turning one page. And our uh, our latest foster, who's not foster, who's adopted, is is going on into great things in life. And. So now we're, uh, we're we're going to start the next generation fostering in Yitzhak Hopefully soon. Is that a, a me, meaning your children are set to make that commitment? You mean? Well, I'll, no, I can only speak for myself and Susie. Oh, next generation. I, I, I misunderstood what you meant. Meaning you're ready to start again yeah, with the process. Correct. Understood, right? Exactly. That's exactly. pretty amazing. Well, you know, it's always, you have to figure out in life where you are. Fostering, is, it's not a simple thing. It's a very difficult thing. And a lot of our friends have followed us into it, and we've always been allowed them to do it with trepidation because it's, it's not a simple thing, and it, it, it's complex. And you have to know where you are in life and where you can be and how it, it definitely is an impact on your family. An impact is always, it sounds bad, but in but in usually it's very very good. But you have to figure it out. You can't go into it very you know just without thinking about it. So for us, the foster the whole program has been absolutely amazing. But again, it's not about us. It's about the children. It's about their needs. No, understood. But you know how curious we are each time we speak on this topic about what it does do to the family dynamics. So let me turn to Susie for a second. So as the mom, Susie. Uh, tell me, tell me what it does to the family. Tell me, you know, especially those who have tremendous trepidation. And I'm a father, you know, I have mixed thoughts, mixed reaction to the entire concept. Tell us what it does and how positive an experience it is. Our children bonded through this experience. They became closer with each other because they felt the need of other children. It made them more sensitive to children out there who don't have families who can take care of them. They don't have places to go, and our children took over. They became the adults, and they became the caregivers, and they became the champions of the children who didn't have champions other than the families that they were put into. So at this point, our children are grown, and they are also very busy with community services and trying to help people in their communities, whether it's the children or whether it's people that are needy, so it made them more sensitive to other people's needs. It wasn't just about themselves. It's now opened their eyes to the people around them. Hmm. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Fred Schulman's in our studio. He chairs the uh, gala coming up for Ohel on the 24th of November. The Libbins are with us live via telephone. All right, Fred, do you agree with what Susie just said? Did it have that type of impact on the Schulmans? It sure did. We, we, did, uh, we did a lot of short-term uh, care. But before I tell you about I'll give you one story, sure. but before I do that, I just want to add something about uh, Jay and Khani, mm-hmm. because I've known them also. I've known them all my life. Jay and I, we were in South Shore together. He's a little older <laughs> than me, so we weren't in the same class. 
But uh, sorry about that, Jay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the real Jay and Chani, they do chesed quietly. And that's the way they prefer to do chesed. Right. Example, they they sponsored for uh, the o, for Ohel, for disabled, for foster kids. They sponsored a fishing trip. Nobody knows about it. But the way they did it, you know, as I said, nobody knows about it. It was at a Freeport. It was during the day. They didn't do it halfway. They they had a bus. Everybody met. They brought everybody there. They had a beautiful lunch, you know, catered. Everybody had a wonderful time. I remember it. I was invited to go. It was just one of those beautiful days. We had a great Under time. Under the radar, that, just the kids to have fun. Right. And, and it was a beautiful – that's the real Jay and Khani. But when they're called upon – to get a Camp Cayley going, so we've got the Kestenbaum Lake, right. and it's out there. Everybody knows about it because they want people to participate in a Camp Cayley dedication. When there's a dinner and there's nobody to step forward, so it's Jay and Chani. They'll step forward. And that's, that's the public Jay and Chani. So they do both. They prefer the quiet Jay and Chani doing chesed all the time, things that I'm sure, you know, nobody knows about except the recipient. But when they have to go public, they'll go public. You know, the foster care program, they're required when they're, when they're uh, asked to take in a child, and it's a Jewish child, they're required to bring in the child within an hour or two, or it could end up in a foster care program that's not run by Jewish, uh, by a Jewish foster care program. Right. That's why time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. So even on a Shabbos, uh, according to our uh, Rav, yeah, 24-7, right, right, we carry a beeper. So we were on call on a Friday night, and our beeper went off, and sure enough, we had a situation, and... Uh, we were asked to bring in a brother and a sister. They were about uh, five and uh, seven, and uh, we got the call, and we were told, and this was, uh, I don't know, about 10, 15 years ago, we were told they have lice. Hmm. So we ran to the bathroom, and we didn't uh, know that much about lice, but <laughs> we had gone through the experience, and we looked for some shampoo at the time, and... Uh, we found it, and it expired, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 years earlier. So we ran to some neighbors who had uh, younger children at the time, and they told us, you don't even use the shampoo anymore. You use margarine or oil. <laughs> so they came over, and it happened to have been one of those Friday nights where our children were fighting. All of a sudden, the fighting stopped, you know, from a sibling point of view, and we waited up. Everybody waited up. It wasn't until about midnight that the kids came in. And our own children, they stopped fighting. All of a sudden, they were interested in the children. A common cause, huh? Right. <laughs> they came in with one bag of clothing. You can imagine the condition of the clothing. We put them in the bath. We did what we had to do to get rid of the lice. Our neighbor came over. All our children were interested in was helping, making them smile. Every, every child wanted the children to share their room with them, all our own children. It changed the whole atmosphere 
of our house. And that lasts? That feeling lasts for a long time? That feeling lasts forever. They still talk about these these children, and they stayed with us only for about a month. Right. So when you take in a foster child, it can make a tremendous difference, not only for the parents, it can make a difference for your entire, for your entire family. How many foster children have been through your home at this point? I would say we've had uh, between six and ten. Wow. We're and not the, the Libans are the champions of the foster <laughs> care program. You don't, you don't want to talk about foster care after Ellie and Susie. You don't bring in numbers when they're involved. Uh, right. They're in no, first place. They are. All right, Ellie and Susie, how many children have you met over the years? <laughs> we've had about 25 kids going in through the house. Holy One cow. of those things, I guess we don't we don't really count because sometimes you don't keep up with them and the, the stories where they go are not always the happiest ones. They're each important, so the numbers don't matter. Now, I understand the numbers don't matter, but just to give our audience a perspective of what's going on, that's a pretty amazing commitment for a family to make, and uh, that's incredible. Now, I know the effect that it has on the, on the family. You've described it today and, and in previous occasions. What about the neighborhood? Do people, do people in the Jewish communities where you live, the Shulmans, the Libans, do they participate? Do they take an interest? Do they, uh, do they themselves start to think about fostering when they see what you've done? Who wants? Well, yeah. Some of our neighbors at first had no idea what was going on. It was an, um, I think there was a Shalom Zachar, and Ellie went over with one of our foster children. He walked in and he sat down at the Shabbos table, and the owner of the home, the father, said, oh, who is this? And Ellie said, we have a foster child. And Ellie is a big joker, and he looked at Ellie and he said, no, you're kidding. Who is it really? Is it your nephew? And he said, no, seriously. And after that, our neighbors were very, very involved. They were all interested. They all came over. They brought clothing over when a child, you know, when children came over unexpectedly, just quickly. And also the same thing on a Friday night, they show up. They don't have much, and the neighborhood all got involved. They were all happy to help out in any way. They were there to volunteer if we needed somebody to drive the child back to Ohel during the week when we weren't available. It just brought the neighborhood closer. Everybody was interested, and everybody wanted to help out. Fred, did you have a similar experience? Yes. Uh, friends, neighbors, even that night, I mean, when we had to uh, right. get rid of the lice. You just told us, right? Right. We had a neighbor, you know, come over and help us with the shampoo. Of course, you know, it is very important, as you can see with Ellie and Susie. It was a joint effort. Right. My wife, Cindy, you know, with that, she, of course, you know, I'm the one talking here today. <laughs> but it's Cindy, she's my wife. Line, so. She's the one doing all the work. And, you know, she's the one who deserves most of the credit. Well, a big shout out to Cindy, who I hope is taking pride this morning in how we're, uh, Encouraging people to uh, pursue foster parenting. It's something you, you would certainly, I mean, again, with caution, right? With great caution right. and, and, and with proper trepidation, you right. would recommend that people right. move ahead and try right. to become volunteers right. in this effort. The other thing, of course, is you get this tremendous uh, support from OHEL. You right. know, there are people like Shelley Berger, who's the head of the foster care program. She's a professional, you know, and of course, you know, the CEO of OHEL, David Mandel. You know, you have people right here uh, who's sitting next to me, Robert Katz, you know, who is uh, here. You ha you have tremendous professionals at OHEL. You have tremendous volunteers. There's just so much work to be done. OHEL is an amazing, uh, you know, uh, organization. You have uh, 
we have co-presidents right now. We have Moish Hellman, who's been the president yeah. for 20 years. He's now joined by Mel Zachter, who's been involved, uh, you know, and is now the co-president. Right. Uh, they were the ones to first walk in here and encourage people to become foster parents. Right. We're, it's an amazing organization. It runs, you know, there's no, it is the, uh, it is all, you know, it is all of the Jewish, uh, uh, spectrum. Spectrum. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is, there's no such thing as a, uh, uh, you know, it is yeshi- there's no such thing as yeshivish, right. chasidish. Everybody is involved. As Moshe often says, you know, it's not my organization. It's Klal Yisrael's organization. And that's important. We have to realize that. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, speaking with Fred Shulman in studio, who is chairing the OHEL Gala on November the 24th at the New York Marriott Marquis. We continue to encourage everybody to place your reservations and get involved in what always is a landmark event. Uh, Ellie and Susie Libin, who are um, foster parents extraordinaire as well, they're with us live via telephone. They encourage everybody to be there, and one of the reasons is because Hani and Jay Kestenbaum, who uh, everybody, it seems, knows real well. They're amazing people in the community. They are the guests of honor that night, plus corporate guest of honor, Investors Bank, the OL Omni Golf Classic chairpersons are celebrating 10 successful years, and they are going to be recognized on the night of the 24th of November, and they include Ben Englander, Izzy Kaufman, Michelle Salzberger, Jonathan Marks, and Jeffrey Schwartz. I'm sure, Mr. Schulman, you are aware of how effective the golf tournament has been over the years. It's been a great event for the organization. It sure has. Uh, I wish I played golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always said if I go to the old golf tournament, I'll at least eat lunch. I'll at least participate in some way. You know what I mean? Uh, right. <laughs> and the Camp Cayley All-Stars, Nina Bernheim of Bergenfield, New Jersey. We give a shout-out to Nina and Malky Rubin of Teaneck, New Jersey. We give a shout-out to Malky as well. Camp Cayley continues to flourish and um, uh, we recognize their accomplishments as they will be recognized on the night of November the 24th. Information, I guess the uh, the best way is olfamily.org. You can go to the website, olfamily.org. We will see plenty of information about the dinner at the top. You can click there and get all the info. Plus, you can call OHEL at 718-851-6300. Again, that's 718-851-6300. By telephone, you can place reservations, get the ads in. Pay tribute to the Kestenbaums and all the other honorees that night and participate with us. Were you there last year at the uh, O'Hill dinner? Of course. That was, I, that I would have missed it. That was quite a speech, you recall, I'm sure. Oh, it was great. That was quite a speech, and it was a recognition of uh, what it was like growing up with the siblings who needed the assistance of O'Hill, and uh, it was something absolutely remarkable. I say, as you heard me open, that every year there seems to be something inspiring that night that just, I don't know, that leaves everybody with the most amazing feeling. One of the reasons I always yes. say that people should, you know, if they come to one dinner a year, make it this one. So right. I bet we're in for a treat like that again this year as well. Right. That was Hindu Mizrahi. That's actually, who it was, right. Right. And actually, I saw her yesterday, and we were reminiscing about that speech. They're still talking re- about it? <laughs> yeah. And I actually sent it to somebody who didn't hear it yesterday because it just... Uh, it's just something that you don't forget. I and, believe uh, it's online, and I'll recommend it, it to sure everybody. Is. Search her name, Hinda Mizrahi, and you'll see exactly what I mean about a uh, a uh, a um, presentation that absolutely had the room 
completely silent as they were listening right. to her amazing story. Ellie and Susie, I'm sure you recall that what? as well. Am I right? It was an amazing, amazing story. It really just shows the uh, the breadth of the services that OHEL provides. And uh, I, I just want, I want to come back because we spoke about how uh, there is trepidation when we talk about fostering, but the amount of support that Fred mentioned from OHEL is amazing, but also there's new training programs, so people shouldn't feel like it's something that they're getting into that, that uh, is really can you know do something that's not terrific for their family they really did so much amazing training there are some parts of it that you can't train for of right, course right. and that's all the daily living and you know fred spoke about uh when kids come friday night and they for some reason that seems to be a night when uh, <laughs> it's always friday night huh <laughs> yeah, we had one actually an older foster kid come to us friday night and they they come with the clothes on their back basically not much more and there was no jacket tie anything like that so we all made the same decision okay that's how we go to shul just tell you about the neighborhood where it's a neighborhood like any other you know where everybody's dressed up but nobody looked said a word or did anything else they all just it's complete support Mm -hmm. and that just shows you the amazing community that we live in and that ohel has helped create oh how important a gesture like that is unbelievable and one other thing and i'll say uh as you said, Fred mentioned the support, and you're uh, reiterating in terms of the training. Uh, we always lament that there's no course to become a parent, right? People become parents, and there's no course of study or parenting license. Here, you actually have a course. Here, you're actually told uh, what you need to know in order to be a foster parent. That must be extremely helpful. It sure is. The support, as I said, from uh, OHEL is amazing. You know, you hear from them constantly. If you have any problem, you can reach them uh, 24-7. And uh, it's an amazing uh, program, the foster care program. Ellie and Susie, are you consulting at this point? Do people call you with questions about foster parenting? People have called over the years, and we're there to support them as well. And uh, we've had a lot of friends from the neighborhood who have also joined the foster care plan. And they've become foster parents. They've They've become respite parents. And the community itself has gained, our friends have gained from this whole experience, and it's been a positive experience all around. That's really amazing. You're incredible role models. Do we know the need right now, Fred? Is it any different than it's been for the last 5, 10, 20 years? Is it still emergency situation? Is it still that, you know, if, if someone becomes a foster parent, their services are likely going to be needed? Do we know what the need is in 2013? Yeah, there's still a tremendous need for foster parents. So there's no and no one should be discouraged from going ahead with this. I mean, we need people. We need families to do this. That is correct. And, uh, you know, the need is great. And um, if you want to volunteer, just call, uh, you know, OHEL and, uh, you know, ask for the foster care department and uh, somebody will help you and, uh, you know, I just wanted to go back for one second. Uh, if you if you can't find Hinda Mizrahi's speech online, just right. go to the OHEL website. It's I there. know that it's there, so you can uh, find it right there. And, it, and while you're there, make a donation and sign up for the dinner. You'll love it. We want to make this the most successful dinner ever. Um, we talk about need. It, people would be amazed how many Jewish children are suffering out there. People would be amazed just how much pain there is in our community and how much they could do to help alleviate it. Right? I mean, you've seen all these stories now firsthand 
of what kids are going through. And, and thank God people like you were there to pick up the pieces, so to speak. But there's a lot, a lot happening in our community that people are not familiar with. I know that they say at OHEL board meetings, often board members, uh, you know, you'll find a tear in their eye as they're hearing all these confidential stories, correct? Correct. It's uh, a, a lot of, lot of tough stuff happening out there. The, there's no question. If, if a child becomes a foster care child, there's a big reason, you know, we, we don't, a, a child is not taken out of, uh, their home, you know, by special services. And that's run by New York State. Right. You know, for a small reason. There, there's a reason. And if, uh, we end up, we have the schluss to end up with that child, you know, we have a tremendous responsibility. And we take that responsibility very seriously. Now, the, the government, you know, they pay a little bit right. of the cost. But, oh, hell, you know, we, we take it much further. We want to make sure that they have the best and great medical care and great me- mental health care and the proper schooling. You know, we don't settle for public school, which is what New York State mandates. Of course, we'll put the child in yeshiva. We'll, we'll, we'll do, you know, we'll go you know, and we'll make sure they have the proper camp if it's the summer. So all these things cost money, and uh, OHEL foots the bill for that additional cost. Um, Ellie and Susie, we will see you on the 24th of November, I'm sure. Any final message for our audience this morning about this uh, whole amazing topic? No, we're just so happy that we could present in this great light, Hani and Jay, and really and show how their being amazing role models can really has helped the Jewish community, and so we're just proud to be a part of it. Yeah, there are. We've met a lot of people over the years who really step up, and they're among them. There's no question about it. We need more people like that, right, Ellie? (laughs) Absolutely. We certainly do. Be a better place. Ellie, Susie, we'll see you on the 24th. Regards to everybody, all your amazing children. Thank you. You as well, Malcolm. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Fred, are we going to make this the most successful OHEL dinner yet? Are we going to do it? I don't think it's going to be that hard. If everybody out there will uh, show the uh, proper cover to all our guests of honors, Jay and Connie, the bank, and... uh, The golfers. The golfers. (laughs) The kids. The ones who help run Camp Kaylee. It'll be a win-win, but we need everybody's cooperation out there. And I think uh, everybody understands the importance of OHEL, so uh, get to that website, and uh, I'm sure this will be the most successful. OHELfamily.org, all the info's there. We highly recommend it. New York Marriott Marquis, the 24th of November. Robert Katz, my good friend, has assured me that they are making every effort possible to, in fact, make this the most successful dinner ever. Guests of honor, Hani and Jay Kestenbaum. Hani and Jay, we wish you a, a special Mazel Tov on that designation. And, of course, Mazel Tov to Investors Bank, to the Ohel Omni Golf Classic chair people. They are Ben Englander, Izzy Kaufman, Michelle Solzberger, Jonathan Marks, and Jeffrey Schwartz, who have now celebrated 10 successful years. This is not a fly-by-night event. This is something that has established itself on the calendar as one of the keys to OHEL's existence. And the Camp Cayley All-Stars, Nina and Malki, Mazaltov to you. We'll see you on the 24th. Everybody in the Bergen County area and the Camp Cayley family, make sure to pay tribute uh, to those youngsters as well for their amazing work. OHEL's 44th annual gala. See you on the 24th of November at the New York Marriott Marquis, OHELfamily.org. And there is a phone number, 718-851-6300, 718 718- 
851-6300. Fred Schulman, you're chairing the event. I look forward to seeing you the 24th, and good luck. Let's hope and pray that, in fact, it is the most successful dinner ever. Thank you very much for your help, Nachum. Appreciate that. Best to your wife and best to all of your children. Uh, Fred Shulman, representing the Shulman family and all their amazing work for OHEL, and, of course, representing OHEL as the chair for the 24th of November on a very special Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM.
Well, we hinted to the fact that a real superstar would be joining us this morning here at JM in the AM. Somebody who is uh, prolific in the world of Jewish music, to say the least. One of the most sought-after people in the world of Jewish music. And sure enough, he is here. Uh, Shimon Lefkowitz, welcome to JM in the AM. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was going to go to the gentleman who's on our phone line, huh? That's what you thought. Well, you know... uh... (laughs) That's what you thought. But. Yeah, right. I... All right, listen, here's the situation. Um, uh, today's the 19th of Mar Cheshvan. Three days ago was the yard site of Reb Shloyma. Did you have a Kalbach Shabbos or not? Because we had one. We had a Kalbach Shabbos with Chazen Sruli Hirsch. It was a beautiful, beautiful Oneg Friday night. Do you know Reb Baruch Stein? Reb Baruch Stein walked over from Williamsburg to participate in the Oneg. Well, we had a beautiful... You had? You had? Yes. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell yeah. me. 
we had the famous Yossi Kessner. Nice. Beautiful. And the How great, long? That didn't take four hours? No. <laughs> but the great thing about this was that the whole entire uh, shul and whoever was there was singing in unison. It was beautiful. It was really oh, nice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Only Rip Schleimer can bring everybody together, right? That's it. By the way, you have any uh, unique videos or uh, <laughs> or audio tapes of Herb Schleimer from years ago? You have anything unique that we could add you to know, his legacy collection? You know, I do have. It's funny that you ask, yeah. but you know, no one has ever asked me for anything. <laughs> I'm like, we've been asking Shimon for videos for the last 20 years, folks. Schleimer was still alive when we were asking him for videos. <laughs> but there were a couple of private kumzits in that you actually Beautiful. had in, in, fact, was, two, in your home. Where was it? Two weeks before he he was nifter, he passed away. Two weeks before we. Had a Matzah Shabbos, Parshas Bereshis. <gasps> I must get it to you. I'm, After I'm that, circus already? Right, right. And it was unbelievable. And um, was that in your home? It was in my father's, in your father's parents' house? home. Yes. And was, was the place packed? Packed to the gills. Packed, packed. They couldn't get out there. In fact, we called in Yankee Meyer and company <laughs> just to control the to crowd. Control the crowd. <laughs> really, it was uh, it was it was out of sight. Unbelievable. Well. There you have it. Herb Schleim is unique. But there is, there is uh, aside from Shimon Lefkowitz, someone very involved in Jewish music who is with us this morning. We will introduce him in a moment. Let me make you aware of the fact that there is a 5K run taking place to benefit our place. Our place, I don't know how to do this in a couple of sentences, but I'll try. There are a lot of wayward youth in our community. There are a lot of kids. People don't realize it. I mean, look, a lot of people are not involved in this situation, and they should be... They should thank the lucky stars they're not involved. There are a lot of parents who don't face these types of situations. But there are a lot of families in our community who are uh, facing situations where um, at-risk youth are uh, getting involved in, uh, in, in things from way outside our community. Our place was formed to bring them back in. It is an amazing place, essentially a recreation area, just a place for them to be to eat, to schmooze, to play, to interact, have a social environment. And our place has been around now a long time. How long would you say? Sure, sure. How long is it around already? Uh, is it 10 boy, years? It's a, more than 10 it's years. It's more than 10 sure, years? Sure, sure, sure. Same it's, location? It's close to 14, 15 years. Yes, sure. Sure. I still remember the day when uh, Chaim Glantz, who really deserves a tremendous, tremendous uh, 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 and the communities, Hakar Satayv. Um, I remember he came to me in my, in my home and he says, we've got to do something about these kids. And, um, it, it seemed that they were spreading out all over in different various pool halls, non-Jewish pool halls, and, and, and all over the city. And doing a lot of crazy stuff and ruining their lives, essentially. And we said, what if we would have a place where we can attract them to come to us or to come to a place where they would consider their own, right. and they would stay away from all those other places. And thus it was formed We, uh, with a great uh, uh, benefactor and great um, uh, 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 generosity of Moshe Binnick. Right. He created, we, we got together and we f- secured a place on Avenue M. And called it Our place. place. So it would be Our Place for those boys. Um, so this coming Sunday, everybody gets a chance to support Our Place. By running in a 5K run. Now listen, Shimon. If you would have shown up this morning and said, Nahum, would you write a check to the organization? You know, it, it's what 5K in order to support our place. Now I got to pound the pavement and actually run or walk for five kilometers. 
Well, I tell you, I uh, <laughs> took the easy way out. Oh, what did you do? Do you remember a number of years ago, there was a gentleman who um, uh, ran in the marathon, and he won the marathon, and then they found out he took the subway yeah. halfway. Right. That yeah. was a woman. It was right. uh, Rosie Ruiz. Right. That was the famous thing. She actually right. took the subway to win. I think it was the Boston Marathon. Right. Is that what you're going to plan well, on no, doing? I didn't do the you're subway. Gonna, you're getting a driver to take you from the start line to the finish line? There's no subways <laughs> on Floyd Benefield. However, I, I, last year I did take my car and... <laughs> Drove uh, most of the way. So wait a second. So people who sponsor you, does that count or not? Do they have to pay or not? Uh, I was disqualified, but I did sponsor myself. So, uh, you but I, I tend to walk, and I, I, I'm going to do it. And I hope my wife is going to join me. Um, I hope that there's a. a You're going to do the 5K. Absolutely. This Sunday. Absolutely. To support our Netter, yes. Is there a page where we could yes, actually sponsor you? Like, is there? Yes. Yes. A page. You was have created. your own sponsorship yes. page. I gotta look this up. Yes. <laughs> I gotta look this up after I introduce our first guest, uh, uh, on the, uh, Shimon and Nahum show. Uh, <laughs> Sunday morning, October 27th, this week at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn. The race will start for men at 11 o'clock, women at 11.10. You can sign up and run or walk in support of our place. It takes place rain or shine. You could find out if you go online, you'll see there's a way you could win a free iPad mini. Uh, our place simply wants to make this a very successful fundraiser. There will be a surprise guest performance. Sunday, which we may allude to, you can go to the website, teamourplace.org, teamourplace.org, and with, teamourplace.org, and with us live via telephone, the one and only, Lipa Schmelzer. Uh, good morning, Lipa. Ah, uh, good morning. How are you? How's everybody? Good morning, Rebnuchem, good morning, Shemalevkiewicz. Everything is fine, but I, I heard that there's not just a Team Our Place, I heard there's a Team Lipa as well. Let me tell you, let me backtrack and everything just yeah. to show you how, how good I listen. I listen to your show like, like a piece of Gemara and I'm an iron. So let's go back. Let's backtrack. First of all, about the Shlomo Kalbach, I want to say, yeah. what are you going to say? Going back till there. I just want to say that um, in the Amon Chul, you can have every Shabbos a little taste of the Shlomo. It's not only by his your type, Ooh. because we think he was a big rebel with Makar of a lot of Eden. And, uh, yeah, I don't do a whole schlepped out Kalbach mini because I don't want to make everybody, you know, but we do a shtickle by Lechadoidi, a shtickle by, by Moshe Vaharun. So, yeah, that's a good thing. And then I want to say about that. Wait, 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 I got in, I got interrupt you, I got to interrupt you for a second. Get him interrupted. Not a lot of parents, not everybody knows what it means because some parents experience the need of help right. from our place and some don't. Right. So I want to just add that a lot of people who need our place for their kids, they just don't know it. Wow. In other words, there's a lot of people who walk the walk and talk the talk, but on the inside, they would definitely need a place like our place. And that's even a bigger disaster. That, uh, In other words, you know, when someone has the flu and then they throw up or whatever, so the father or mother <laughs> say that, okay, now you're getting to, to a place where you're getting healthier. It's like the last day. Right. But the boys that come out of the shelter and they show exactly how they are inside, that's already a healthy issue. But there's a lot of people who are empty inside, and on the outside, they have the whole dress, you know, the institutionalized dress. And, uh, but the inside, they're not really connected. And uh, we need places like this to be Makarov and to show a different side of Judaism, that it's not only about a cult, but it could be really spiritual and uh, deep connection. Le- and our place, the name Our Place is wonderful because it's not like an organizational name and you don't feel attached to it, but it's our place. It's everybody's place because you know what? We can all have a little use of uh, of to ourselves. And that's how the kids feel. They feel like it's their place. Lipa with us live via telephone. Shimon Lefkowitz in studio. you got to register now for the 
Team Our Place uh, race, the 5K run at Floyd Bennett Field this Sunday, teamourplace.org, and there is, I alluded to it, there is a Team Leaper, right? Isn't there a Team Leaper for this race or not? I believe there so. There is, right? Leaper, is there? Uh, whoever wants to join me, I'm not, because I have to tell you, I'm not going to be the fastest runner. <laughs> so, because I'm, I never did this before, and could be I'm going to walk. But that's the message, that even a guy that you think, eh, I can't run, believe me, I have no idea what 5K means. I thought it's five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I got a call. I don't know. Five K. I said yes. I'm doing it. I just uh, I thought I have to go pick up a check. Now I find that I have to run. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be in the back line. But you know what? I'm going to do it. Now, how, and by the way, I want to welcome Tzvi Gluck, who has been uh, with Our Place and one of the most amazing people for Our Place. Uh, Tzvi, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, everybody. <clears throat> and uh, Lipa, this is what a barbecue is going to cost you. Now you've got to run 5K. Let me tell you something <laughs> about a barbecue and 5K about Tzvi Gluck. I probably ran more than 5K if you put all the miles together. Every time I lost my passport and I had to go to the city to get another passport <laughs> right before the flight, and without Tzvi Glock, I would have a messed up day every single time. Thank God to Tzvi, but he told me, listen, there's only a limit how much I can do it, so this year I better not lose it once. So any- but I know that if I would lose it, Tzvi would find a way to get me a passport. So anybody who's hired you to... Uh- to perform internationally, they have to thank Tzvi Gluck. He exactly. Made, he, he made sure it happened. Simple as that. We'll speak more with Tzvi in a second. I just want to I want to clear this up. So th- there's officially a Team Lipa. But, you know, Lipa, when you do anything in public, the big question is, how are you going to dress? What are you going to be wearing? Because you, of course, have the most amazing glasses collection, a Bekisha collection. You never know what Lipa is going to look like. How do you dress for a 5K run? Not a Beckerture. That I can guarantee you. <laughs> I'm not going to run 5K with a Beckerture. What I'm going to dress, I don't know. I have to go to people who understand a little bit the more sporty dresses. Maybe i got to call Malcolm Siegel. Yeah. Malcolm has a nice pair of shorts, Leaper, for you. Really nice. <laughs> Listen, whatever I'll dress, people will think it's a certain style, even if it doesn't make sense. That's true. <laughs> maybe but, maybe I don't you know sh- what I'm going to I don't know. Maybe I'd... a halat. You know what a halat is? What is that? What is it's that? It's the same schnitt like a Beckerture, but it's made from very thin material. Like my Rebus, when I was a kid, usually they, w- they didn't want to wear the whole Beckerture, but of course they wouldn't take off the Beckerture because they have to have the certain look even the whole day, even while driving a car. So you can get a halat, which is made from a very thin material. Is it like it's a... very th- old, it becomes green. Is it like a thin bathrobe, like that type of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, very thin bathrobe. So it, it's, it'll be interesting. They'll think, they'll think you came straight from the shower, straight to the yeah, race. I don't know what they would think, <laughs> but I'm not going to wear it. It looks like Tisha Buff to me. <laughs> All right, so how will Leepa dress and what kind of glasses will he wear? You have to show up to the race on Sunday to find out. It's as simple as that. Tzvi, uh, are you running with Team Leepa or are you going with the general Team Our Place um, this Sunday? I'm sorry you asked if I'm running. <laughs> well, I'm, Not well. only am I running, uh, we actually created a Team Gluck as well. Are you serious? And as in the past years, uh, those that have been there, my father has joined us, Baruch Hashem, and Zolzang Stark hopefully will join us again, um, as my wife and all my children. Holy cow. I mean, people are taking this very yes, seriously. Yes, it's a family event. Uh, yeah, this is, this is very, you know what it is? <clears throat> it's a lot more serious than people want to take it. You know, it's a really nice, fun event for the day, but the reason why we exist and the reason why we're here is, is unfortunately a sad reason, but Baruch Hashem, the fact that we're here to help so many boys and girls makes it a, a happy reason, and the nachas that we get when we watch these young men and women grow up, you know, get great jobs, go to college, move on with their lives. So while the uh, reasoning behind our place is not always the most exciting, what we do is, 
and getting the community involved in events such as the 5K and you know, having superstars like Lipa really be a fan of the organization as well as Nachum and Rib Shimon and people that have been there for us all along really give us a big chiyas to be able to continue. Lipa with us live via telephone. Svi Gluck, you just heard from Shimon Lefkowitz in the studio. Our place this Sunday at Floyd Bennett Field, the 5K. Go to teamourplace.org. You can actually sponsor Shimon or any of our guests. Teamourplace.org for information. Svi, this might be a tough story. Frankly, I don't remember exactly uh, what the answer is to this question, but I'm just warning people in advance because I know you've told some really tough stories from our place. How were you first introduced to the organization? What episode happened? What person did you meet? What tragedy, God forbid, may have occurred uh, that first got you into the organization? I, uh, you know, your memory is uh, is great, so that's a little scary, but good. I'll be careful what I say to you next time. (laughs) Unfortunately, I got involved when I had a uh, friend of mine that... uh, suffered abuse growing up, turned to drugs, and had committed suicide. Wow. And after that happened, I decided that I want to uh, get involved. I was uh, I was young. It's about 10 years ago. Our place was already open for five years. And uh, I did some research, heard about the organization, and uh, joined them. And I do help. And um, I, I, numbers would not be the answer in this case, but you could certainly assure people that you have saved people from the same fate. I mean, the counselors and those who have been leaders in our place. I mean, I've heard the stories where they, I, I think they themselves, the kids themselves would say it at this point, where, where they were saved from, God forbid, the same type of ending. If I remember correctly, we spoke last year while I was in Eretz Yisrael when we did the show. Right. Okay. And I think I told you the story then that I was actually walking uh, down the street, you know, in town, and two yeshiva bacharim came over and, and literally jumped me, hugged me, kissed me. I had no clue who they were. No idea. And it turned out that both of them were our place kids that uh, I had no recollection. I didn't recognize them without the ponytails and the earrings. They're both in yeshiva, in college in the afternoon. One of them had already signed up to join the army. Um, you know, so seeing things like that, plus the countless weddings I've been to, Brissom I've gone to, just really all the different... Uh, you know, occasions, it, the numbers are, are countless. I mean, Baruch Hashem, we've helped, if I say over 5,000 teams in the last 15 years, I might even be undercutting it. Reb Shimon, what do you say to that? Is You've it fun? Yeah. The beginning. I, I think you're, you're, you're close, but I think that you're, uh, I think there are more kids because, uh, you know, we don't know, we don't know, um, you know, sometimes we lose touch with many of the kids. I, I have my own stories. I've, I've said it over here for many years that I thought I lost a kid. I had given him my own film, my bar mitzvah to him, right. because because uh, he uh, he had lost his and he wasn't uh, and I, I made a deal with him that if he wears them he can keep them. I obviously had another set, but my bar mitzvah to him were very sentimental. But I felt it was so important, and then I lost touch with him. And I I happened to walk into a restaurant one time and I saw a boy sitting there with uh, with a complete he was completely changed. I didn't even recognize him. He comes over to me, he says, "Do you know who I am?" I said. I, I don't recognize you. He says, I'm, I'm the boy. I'm Sally. That was his name. He says, and, you know, it was your film that brought me back. It was, it was incredible, incredible. I couldn't believe it. I was, uh, so there are many kids who we lose, unfortunately, lose touch of, and they come back. So we, that number is, uh, you know, uh, really unknown. I mean, there's also one more piece, and, and it's a good piece, but it's an emotional piece, where a lot of kids that we deal with, when they are, you know, when they are clean off drugs and no longer, you know, drinking alcohol and, and other activities that they were part of, a lot of times they lose touch on purpose because they want to move on with their life and not look, 
towards the past. Right. And that we only see a few years later. And then we also have a lot of kids that come back. Half of our volunteer staff today are former Our Place kids that are now coming back to give back based on what they received. So it's a really, you know, it's a really big mix. It's hard to really give a good, you know, a good number, but we know that the numbers are there, and the more we get out there, the more we hear about it. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a good feeling. You know, I get to be part of something where, you know, not many people get to see the fruits of their labor. And, and this organization, I really get nachas out of it. And it's funny about the, uh, not funny, but it's interesting how they come back to be counselors or to help out. Because um, no kid can then say to them, "You don't know what I'm going through." <laughs> they they went they, <laughs> they they went right through it, huh? Exactly, unbelievable. All right, uh, the race is this Sunday. There'll be separate male and female coaching leading up to the race. State of the art race timing, free race gear, awards for the top three finishers, and a lot of family fun. Rain or shine. It's the 5K run for our place at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn this coming Sunday. At 11 a.m., go to teamourplace.org, teamourplace.org, run with Shimon, run with Tzvi, run with Lipa. It says surprise guest performance. Is that going to be Lipa, or is that still a surprise? Um, <laughs> we don't know yet? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> you want to remain as mysterious as possible, huh? I'll tell you what. If we can raise the money that we're supposed to raise on Team Lipa, Lipa guarantees a performance. Sign up with Team Lipa. I don't think you're being fair. He runs 5K and then he has to sing for everybody? Come on. It's that's not gonna... about being fair. It's about saving lives. <laughs> Lipa, is that a difficult deal to go ahead and run 5K and then sing for everybody? You know, you know what it is? Can, can, Lipa, can I tell them the truth? Okay, but I said, I'm going to walk. I the reason I'm saying it is because people shouldn't think, eh, I can't run, so I'm not going. Right. Listen, you be there. It's not about winning. It's about showing support. We'll run a little bit. We'll walk a little bit. It's okay. You're right. Last year, I think I actually crawled a little bit. <laughs> and I'll tell you the truth. I just want to say something quickly. Yeah. Lipa last year heard that we were doing an event one night in Brooklyn. And we were speaking about another issue. And he says, you know what? For our place, I'm on the way. And he left Muncie. If I'm not mistaken, Lipa was after 10 o'clock at night already, no? Yes. And he got down to Flatbush, to T-Fusion. He got there, you know, about 11 o'clock, maybe a little bit after. And he spent the next two hours... Not just showing the donors that they should give us chizik. You know, this was not like he came to, to, he wasn't performing. He just came to be there for our place. And then he spent about an hour with a lot of the kids talking to them. And, and the chizik that you gave them, Lipa, and the chizik that you continue to give our boys, not just here, but we have boys in Muncie that come to the shul by you. The Abishtah should really just bless you with everything you need for all the good work that you're doing. And on behalf of the entire Kalei and of course, our place. Right. I, I was going to just add, this is not the first time Leap has done uh, something for this organization or other organizations. He's constantly there. He's somebody who's a, a, a real, real, true Baal Chesed, really. Leap Yashakayach. You're giving me a lot of chizik, Hebrew. Uh, by the way, Lipa, Lipa, I will guarantee you that if you do do some sort of performance, it will not be in my kitchen um, as you have done in the past. Yeah, He's yeah, performed in your guy, kitchen. Yeah, no, Lipa has uh, me and him. We go. Yeah, someone asked me, do you know Shimalevkowitz? He's involved in our place. I said, of course I know Shimalevkowitz. I know his place, not only his place and organization, I know his, his, his own private place, his kitchen and his living room. You know, I came there once to do a performance on the Motor Shabbos in the camp. I bought a whole full-blown sound system. 
And I, then I go in because he's the host. I'm knocking on his door. I said, where is it? He shows me here. I said, here? It's like a little kitchen. And they said, yeah, we're going to do it. It's only private. <laughs> Set up a tiny little speaker. I said to the sound man, listen, I made a mistake. And we sang about so many people. That was beautiful. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I just want to quickly mention that people should have in mind for Rufua Shalem, for our actual founder and, and original benefactor who still helps us, Reb Meisha Benik. Um, who hasn't been doing that well lately. And again, you know, a lot of us that are going to be running are running B'schus Refua Shalema for him. Amen. And I just want to mention that to people that, uh, you know, he was there for us in the beginning. He he went against all the odds. Everybody told him you'll never have such a thing. And Not just that, a lot of criticism, right? There was a lot, a lot of battles to I be I wasn't going to go into the politics right. of it, but criticism is an understatement right. what we went through the first few years. But Baruch Hashem, <clears throat> you know, we, we got over it, and I'm sure we still get criticized like everybody, but... Uh, Baruch Hashem, people like uh, Moshe Benek, like Chaim Glantz, like Yitzchak Mitnik, I mean, the early, you know, the early crusaders, yeah. you know, they really fought for the kids, and, and it wasn't, you know, it was really started from humble beginnings, walking down the street and finding a kid going into playboy billiards and pulling him out and they, talking to them, you know, and I, I want to also ask you listeners, our place, other organizations, when you see a kid on the street, you see someone that looks a little lost, walk over, say hello, be a friend, smile, take him out for a slice of pizza, don't be scared to try to talk to someone who you may look at a little different or think is off. You know, give, give them a little bit of support in Chizik. It's not going to hurt you, I promise. Great, Vart. Tzvi, thank you so much. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you very much. I'm going to need it. <laughs> you know, my wife is training. I'm not. You know, we're going to have trouble here. Lipa Kolakavod. Enjoy Sunday. Enjoy the walk. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Listen, could be I'll be the winner. Of the guy who who still walked in the back and didn't look for to win, but still ne never gave up. Yeah, that's for sure. And you'll you be. You know what? We gotta show these kids also. It's not about who gets there first, and it's not about who is a uh, bigger masmet. It's about just uh, doing the doing. You know, walking the walk. No question. I had a guy sitting next to me. I was on a flight. I had a crazy schedule. I was in L.A. for a bar mitzvah this weekend, and I met you. And then I came back Sunday. I was by a dinner. You know, I met you Nachum over there. That's right. And then I went to, right away to the airport. I went to Israel. I arrived there before the chuppah. I sang a whole wedding. I was less than 12 hours in Israel. I came home. Yesterday I arrived there 1.30. I went home. I took a shower. I ate something. I went to school. And then I ate supper. Then I went in to interview two mechitonim for a wedding that's coming up this Sunday. They better not know that I'm running in the morning. But, but to me, it's going to help. <laughs> in any case, the guy sits next to me. He's from, uh, from Switzerland. And he's pointing the finger on me. He's giving out all his... Is whatever bothers him about the system, and he says, "You know, the problem is because we 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 we, inter we institutionalize Judaism." And he says, "You know what means Anschlemaini?" And I said, "Yes." He says, "The problem started when people says you are not from Anschlemaini, from our you know from our people. Right. It has to be that everybody is the same, and it shouldn't be like." Levels. I said, did he preach in the choir? You pointed the finger on me. I'm the one that uh, all my life preaching that, you know, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, I asked him if he heard about Lipa. He said, no, he's still stuck in Mozart. And I said, you know, so then his wife said, it's good for the ego that uh, someone who didn't hear about you. I said, That's yes, it. indeed. She said, but don't worry, I and my kids did hear about you. My husband is a little bit behind. <laughs> so I said, explain to him that, you know, I have a shul that I'm trying to welcome everybody. I'm not the one who institutionalized this. So what we need to show is that it doesn't matter 
how fast you run, and it doesn't matter if you walk. We're all one big family, and, and if we really want to make it sound that we're talking one big family, and Hashem is our father, then who, which father wouldn't love his kids mutually, you know? So that, that's what we need to show people. We need to be loving to everybody. And like Tzvi said before, if, I don't know if it's a pizza or just a good word. We need to give everybody a smile, and it doesn't matter. You know, how, how a guy once said to me, I don't want to be negative, but a guy said to me, I can't show you on the phone, but he took his hand, and he's like, we are not, like, whatever about Yiddishkeit. So he shows me, Lipa, I am here. He's raising his hand, like, up high, and you are here. Like, he's lowering his hand. Like, there's levels. I said, everybody's the same level. You know, with the same, otherwise, otherwise, we're just like anything else. It's a job position. Who's a manager and who knows better than the other? Our place means the whole Judaism should be one big place of love and caring and, and giving for each other. Lipa, good luck Sunday. Big Yashakach. We uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you so much. Lipa Schmelzer, Tzvi Gluck. We thank them via telephone. Shimon Lefkowitz is here. Teamourplace.org. Floyd Bennett Field. Even though it's rain or shine, Shimon's guaranteeing great weather for Sunday. That's right. Now they'll yell at you if it rains. (laughs) Right. But I I, I just want to tell you, Nachum, that this event and other events that that, uh, Our Place hosts are critical, critical events. As you know, there has been funding in the past, right. and we have to really thank Assembly Dov Heiken, who's just been unbelievable. He has secured financing through uh, through the state for many, many, many years. But unfortunately, like everything else, the state cuts back, and therefore we they are in dire need of such of such events like this to keep to keep their doors open, to keep our place open. I invite all. All the entire community, and I invite all my friends to join us. I invite the whole entire Yankee team. I invite all the Yankee fans. Why? Because they're on because, vacation? Yes, because they really are bored since, yeah, uh, not like the Mets are on since, vacation. since October 1 when they were just sadly uh, eliminated from the race. So I really would like to invite the whole gambit, the whole city, to come down and join us and make this event a tremendous, successful event. Help Shimon break into the top ten. Tzvi's in the top ten for the race, meaning in right. fundraising. right. I want you to break into the top ten, Shimon. I may have to go. Working to, on it. I may, working have to, on I may have to go to your page and uh, and sponsor. <laughs> uh, you can register online right now. It's uh, it's teamourplace.org. Do me a favor. It starts tonight. Don't don't do the ultimate slap in the face to Nachum Siegel and root for the Red Sox, please. <laughs> I'm asking you. Even though St. Louis and the Mets have a history, also you're probably rooting already for the Red Sox, right? I would bet. Well, knowing someone like it's you, it's a very it's a mixed yeah, feeling. You're not sure. The Red Sox, um, uh, you know. <laughs> you're not sure what to do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Best thing is not to pay attention to it. Right. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, but, so there you have it, folks. It's uh, time for the uh, 5K run in Brooklyn this week for Our Place. Go to teamourplace.org. Register today. Shimon, one last point. Yes. And that I is? I do want to thank you, Nachum. Thank you. Because, Nachum, you have been throughout throughout the history of Our Place. You've been there, and you've always uh, helped us promote it like you do with so many other organizations no fanfare you stand in the background of course you notice because of your height and everything i don't sneak into a room <laughs> no, you cannot do that <laughs> but you always do it you always come there it's always with a pleasure with a with, with, with a smile with a with thing and we so much appreciate you're a big source of uh, our success when it comes to the fundraising and we appreciate it very much and we thank you on behalf of of the entire uh, uh, organization of our place. I thank, thank you, you for that. I hope it's a big success on Sunday. Let's okay. get those runners out yes. there. And the sponsors. And the sponsors. Get to the website, folks, and sponsor Shimon immediately. i got to break them into the top ten by later today. <laughs>
Uh, seven minutes before nine o'clock. You heard Lipa. Here is Lipa, JM in the AM.
That's Lipa. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Round the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Coming up next, Randy Wartelski on our stream at jmtheam.org. On this week, something to talk about. She'll be talking about what happens if you are a primary caregiver. It is uh, her topic coming up next on jmnam.org on our stream between 9 and 10. And then Rabbi Chaim Hagler with yet another look at the unsung heroes of our community coming up between 10 and 11. Yossi Zweig has his live lunch, 11 until 1 Eastern time on the stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday. A big thank you to all of our guests. Rumor has it that Joe Loda, Republican mayoral candidate in New York, is going to be here tomorrow. We'll let you know early tomorrow morning. And through Facebook and Twitter all day long. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.